All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I made a commitment to myself back... uh... When I got done in college and got my first job, I kind of uh, was a was a hefty guy, heavy. I would I had played college football, and I made the decision shortly after I got my first job that I need to make a commitment to getting healthier, losing weight, staying healthy. So I joined a gym, and I don't know what I paid at the time. I don't know, probably twenty five bucks a month back then. That investment, though, that I made in myself, that commitment and investment has something, has been something that has followed me for the last 25 years. I would like to say I'm religious about it. We're doing it every day. No, but I always, in the back of my mind, am concerned about fitness and health. That, to me, was a great investment, an investment in myself. And relatively small amount of money. Now, if you add it up over the years, what I've paid in gym memberships or whatever, it probably is a significant amount of money. But still, I think it's worth every penny. What is it for you? What is something that you've bought or purchased, or maybe it's an actual investment, that you've made that you said absolutely has been worth every penny, and you think about it all the time and like, man, I can't even imagine my life without it. That I did it. A few a few bucks, whatever it is. 651-461-9226. I bring that up because a guy by the name of Jeff Bezos uh, started a thing called Amazon a few years back. And it was revealed today, like when he started it, just like any kind of startup, you look for uh, some financing. You, you, you ask around, maybe you get some buddies to throw you a few bucks. Jeff Bezos got his brother and sister to invest a pretty good sum of money, $10,000 each in Amazon. That $10,000 is now worth over $1 billion. The state grew 10 million percent. 10 million percent. So 10 grand uh, turned into over a billion dollars. That's a pretty good investment. Uh, those stories obviously are few and far between. But on a much, on a much more personal level, what is it for you that you invested in that you can't even think about life without? Steve Simpson, morning anchor, flanneled today, a little looking the part. That flannel, by the way, I don't know what you paid for it, but that's a hell of an investment, sir. Thank you. It's a good-looking flannel. I, I, feel, I feel good about this yeah. flannel, actually. So you were talking about not necessarily financial, but just something. Anything. It occurred to me, because we were talking about this before we went on the air, and I couldn't think of anything, and then as soon as you were talking about um your your weight stuff um i i thought about this typing class in high school oh yeah now and again this was at a time because i grew up in the 40s <laughs> yeah um <laughs> or so, cigarette exactly. cigarette hanging out of your mouth exactly yeah. in seventh grade and um <laughs> and so yeah i mean that was what back then you you uh there was no computers there were no nothing it was a typewriter and 
I, I was told on several occasions, take typing. And that was, I didn't have to, but I did. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh my God, what would I have done without that? You'd be hunting and pecking. Hunting and pecking. Well, especially when you get to college. And again, you're still on a typewriter. Yeah. And of course, from that point forward, my entire life and keyboards are just, but yeah. So that was when you, when you're talking about that, it's like, it was not technically an investment, but I guess it was an investment in myself because I was kind of talked into sure. doing it. Yeah. In whatever it was, eighth grade or whatever, ninth mm-hmm. grade. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine going to college. And uh, by the way, I knew some people in college that didn't know how to type. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have right. papers and think everything is typed yes. when you got to college in the early 80s. I mean, yep. so anyway, that's what, that's what I thought. That's very good. Occurred to me. Typing. Yeah. Typing class. Typing class. Uh, somebody says, my kid's college education. There you go. Some people might disagree with that now, saying, you know what? I, I, I don't think I needed to pay for my kid's college education. Or maybe if you paid for your own college education, you know what? Maybe I didn't. Or maybe you say, you know what? Absolutely. My private yoga appointments. Uh, at 56 years old, I bought a Harley, which I'd done it, wish I had done it much sooner. Um. 2001 Toyota Corolla, still running. Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's a I was great investment. Say, yeah. 2001. That's a long time for a car. That thing's been paid off for decades. 651-461-9226. Would love a phone call, too, if you've, if you've got something. DJ, uh, what do you got? What's a great investment you've made? Well, yeah, I think a two. One's a little more trivial than the other, but my out of no skill of my own, my wife and I were in the market for a new house, and it was... Uh, 2012, and looking back, it was at the rock, rock, rock <laughs> bottom right. of the housing market, and we, I mean, we just didn't know, like, oh, the interest rate's below 3%. Right. Cool, is that good? I don't know. Right. And then looking back <laughs> yeah, now and exactly, seeing, like, yeah. I have some neighbors who are um, moving and selling their house, and you're looking at the listing prices of those houses and then figuring out with interest rates where they are, what the payment would be if we were to try to buy our house now and... Uh, yes, I'm happy every day that I made that investment when we purchased our house. And then the other one is I love to do winter activities, as yep. you know, and I snowboard a lot and I bought a snowboard. I'd rented a couple times. I was learning how to snowboard as a young adult and I went and bought one, which felt like a big expenditure of, yes. I don't know, 220 bucks or something at the mm-hmm. time. Sure. And I used that snowboard on dozens of trips at dozens of resorts in uh, all over the state, all over the Midwest, all over the country, coast to coast. I mean, I, 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 we go on a couple trips a year, and I use that same snowboard for like still have it seventeen or eighteen years. I just this year, I haven't even used it yet. I yeah. did upgrade because the the That's, bindings finally bit the dust. It's but. one thing if you're buying, you know, you're upgrading to like a like that, but I, I if you buy it and you're suddenly like it forces you to now do that activity mm-hmm. where it's like good example for me is a bicycle. Like yes. when the pandemic hit. You know, everybody's like, oh, you got to get a bike, do something because the gyms are closed, do whatever. So I said, yep, yeah, you know what? I'm going to buy a bike. Mm-hmm. I bought a bike, like $600 bike, mid-level bike, and it forced me, not forced me, but it was like it opened the world to me saying, God, I forgot how great bike yeah. bicycling is. And I must have put 500, 600 miles on that bike that first summer of the pandemic and worth every single penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that good that, that bike could last you 20-plus yeah. years if you take care of it. Or it just turns into another bike. Let's say I sell that one and get another one. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong thing that I yeah. was reintroduced to. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Good investment. 651-461-9226. We'll love some phone calls. What is the great investment you've made? Uh, it could be financial. could be a purchase. could be something you got free 
uh, that has turned out to uh, have changed your life, maybe. 651-461-9226 more after this. So uh, Jeff Bezos, brother and sister, uh, he came hat in hand when he started Amazon. They gave him 10000 each. That 10000 uh, uh increased by over 10 million percent and now worth $1 billion, which begs the question in your own life, what is it you've invested in that is worth every penny? doesn't need to be as big as $10,000. could be something that's free. 651-461-9226. Adam, I bought my parents' house on Lake Minnetonka. Yes, got the family discount so I could afford it, paid 350000 Hennepin County just mailed my tax statement worth $1.2 million. That's nice. The thousands of dollars I spent on Trojan Ultras. Hey, you know what? Condoms, you laugh, but condoms, pretty good investment if uh, you're into that sort of thing. Uh, let's go to Jason in Maple Grove, who's uh, called in on, on the WCCO talking text line. Jason, what's your investment? Uh, Jeff Bezos also reached out to me and said, Jason, <laughs> you should uh, buy a billboard yes, uh, to promote your afternoon radio show. I love so, it. Yes. You know, instead of turning... My ten thousand to uh, what one billion billion dollars? Yeah, uh, I have a couple of digital billboards around town. It's pretty, you know. I mean, very similar. So you have a radio show in the Twin Cities right now? Is that what you're saying? I do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's on AM, so I don't know if anybody listens. <laughs> well, but, we hope they do. Uh, uh, how's how's the billboards working out for you? Worth every penny so far? I mean, so far, we're four days in. Um, the ratings are skyrocketing. I mean, you better believe <laughs> the listener response has been through the roof. Uh, I, you know. The only problem is people actually driving off into the ditch as they're turning their car radio yes. dial. They're horrified. Yes. Yeah, I mean, for people, now that people see what I actually look like, it's the first time people have been able to see what I look like, you know, as a radio host. Right, had mystery. no clue. They had I no know. clue. I won, I, no, I'm not one to post selfies no. or any of that. That's not my mode. Uh, yeah, pretty, I mean, look, just when you make the kind of money I make, it's a very nominal right. investment, you know, afternoon drive. I don't know. I don't know what they're paying you guys in the morning, <laughs> nine to noon. Not much. Uh, I can't afford a That's billboard. Yeah. I write, I take a, I take no. a magic marker when I go into bathrooms on those signs above urinals and I just write, mm-hmm. Hey, listen to Adam and Jordana nine to noon. I figure that works. <laughs> I, I, I love an over urinal advertisement. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can get we can, do women get it's only male focused these ads right you see these video display boards over the urinal yeah i don't think do they have that like in i don't spend a lot of time i don't spend a lot of time and i don't spend a lot of time in women's bathrooms but i can't imagine they've got a similar thing on the back of a stall door maybe i don't know i don't know yeah seems sexist to me yeah. once again like america sick of it thanks thanks for the uh call i'll be uh tuning into your radio show uh Mm -hmm. on whatever station it's on but i'll have to check out those billboards thank you three to six three to six three to six yeah Uh anything anything lined up today that uh, you want to promote while you're here oh we cut him off he just he hung up he just hung up i guess not three to six oh oh, jeez uh last november i bought an almond cow machine to make my own nut milk 
And it's been literally a delicious decision that has already saved me a ton of money at the store. I can't imagine my life without it ever again. Have a fabulous day. Almond cow machine. I didn't even know such a thing exists. So you can make your own almond milk. So what do you, how do you do that? Now, you would be the one to me that would know how to do this. I would be the one to be like juicing almonds? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I call in, call to text her, call in and explain to me how that works. Because actually, that sounds intriguing. You to must me. like, I love grind, almond milk. Grind them and then. Yeah, but. Yeah, but isn't there a, I mean, a store into it down the road that sells almond milk? Yeah, but if you've got your own grinder or whatever wow. it is. Okay. Uh, paid 350 bucks for a 1958 Fender guitar when in grade school. Sold a few years ago for $19,000. Are you kidding me? Wow. Cabin on Lake Mille Lacs. Bought and paid for. Uh, bought a boat years ago for 6500 Today it's priceless. Yeah, I bought a boat this past spring. And I'm hoping I got my money's worth this year. Used it plenty of times. Worked great. I hope to continue to do that because you always hear about boats that the best Best days uh, of boat ownership, the day you buy and the day you sell it. But, no, I want to commit to uh, buying that. The ice castle we bought that we paid quite a bit of money for it, but so far it's been fantastic. Now if we get some ice, we can use it. Uh, Adam, best investment, son's college education at Michigan State. Met his wife there. We have got beautiful grand, beautiful daughter-in-law and three grandkids, and he got a great life. I can't put a price tag on how it has enhanced my life because 20 20 years ago, invested in the quality of my life, spent a few thousand dollars on LASIK surgery. Best investment I've ever made. Yeah, Jimmy Erickson, morning show producer. I asked him what his best investment was. He immediately said LASIK surgery. Uh, Bicycle, paid 5,000 plus accessories. I love riding my bike. Uh, Best investment ever, our hot tub. We use it all the time. The older we get, the more grateful we have to have it. That's one, too, yeah. So if my wife is listening, how about a hot tub? Let's get that hot tub. I think that would be a good investment. Best investment I made other than my kids has improved my life. My dogs. They've made me walk, make great friends, meet neighbors because of them, uh, volunteer opportunities, companionship, unconditional love, lots of laughs. I cannot imagine life without dogs. How true is that? Or any pet. Uh I mean, you don't hear a lot of people who get a pet and they're like, boy, was that a mistake? Uh, but pets, absolutely. Steve is in Owatonna. Steve uh, is on the WCCO talk line. Steve, what's the investment that you uh, are uh, absolutely thrilled with? Hey, I bought a fat tire bike in 2019. Oh, yeah. Can you, oh, you, ri- you ride it all year? I ride it all year round, and that is the saving grace come the cold, uh, cold months and the only modification I have to do with it is I I put on uh, studded tires yep. for the winter time, and it, it's the most sure-footed thing I I own, and uh, it absolutely gets me out on days that are even below zero. So, great investment. I do it all over again. Where do you do you where do you do you ride that through trails or just on the streets or what? You can do both. Yep. It's best to find uh, trails you know, shoulders on the street that have some. Uh, snowpack. Oh, sure. For winter time, and then uh, we have a we have a nice little reservoir here in Oatana that has uh, groomed trails specifically for bike riding. Nice in 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 amongst the woods, so they, oh, they yeah. last well well into the springtime. I mean, it's the greatest thing. So, 
Yeah, that, I, I, again, I do it all over. Again. Yeah, that's you, twice twice the amount. I'd be that's the next one for me for a bike. I bought a mountain bike this last year, like a twenty nine er, but the the fat tire bike. I think uh, that'll be the next. Oh one. yeah, Steve, uh, you might have convinced me. Thank you, sir. Yep, have a great it. weekend. You bet. Uh, Kimber's is in Minneapolis. This is the one with the almond milk machine. Okay, so explain to me how this works. Okay, it's just a little machine. It sits on the counter. And you take off the top, and there's a basket in there, and you can put nuts in. And then in the bottom part, you put in water, maple syrup, and a little bit of vanilla. Mm-hmm. You put the top back on, or you screw the basket to the top, and then you put the top on, and you push a button, and it goes through three cycles. And when it's done, you have milk. Excellent. It's, it is awesome, and it's good i've made um cashew coconut milk i've made almond milk i'm trying all different kinds this thing is the greatest yes isn't that great when you get and it's something that's like um, like not terribly expensive and you end up using it all the time right you use it once a week i bought it it came with a milk jug so you just dump it from the machine into the jug and throw it in the refrigerator there you go kimber thanks for the call thanks for clarifying appreciate it Have 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 a great day yeah have a great weekend uh, people, the jokesters coming out, you milk almonds with a very small stool. Uh, obviously, milking almonds requires a machine, as the teats on an almond are very small. Uh, Mike in Woodbury bought a $1,100 treadmill, got for 850 at Dick's, Sport, at Dick's Sporting Goods, had to invest in my health since I'm in the 50s now. Yeah, I'll say this. We bought the treadmill, and I'm using it every day. And I know there's a point probably down the road where... It'll be collecting dust. Be like, boy, you remember when I used that baby every day? I hope it's a long ways away, but man, I'm getting, I'm getting my money's worth so far on that. Uh, saving tabs myself along with others who save them for me, which I bring to the Ronald McDonald house. They are so thankful for the, tra- when I trade them in for cash, shoots towards the families who stay there. Amen. Uh, great. And uh, we'll leave it at this. Best investment for me was the divorce from my first wife. Oy. That wasn't me that said that. That was a texter, just to be clear. 651-461-9226. It's 931. Uh, If you thought it was warm in 2023, you weren't wrong. Hottest year on record. Dr. John Abraham from the University of St. Thomas. uh, They're compiling the numbers. They're about to come out with a report uh, that says just that. We'll talk to him next about uh, what that means in the grand scheme of things. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dr. John Abraham is a frequent guest on this show. We love talking to Dr. Abraham from the University of St. Thomas School of Engineering, usually talking uh, things about uh, climate. And he joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Before we get to that, uh, Dr. Abraham, I started the show talking about because Jeff Bezos' brother and sister invested $10,000 when he started Amazon. That's now worth over a billion dollars. And I was asking people what their best investment was. And it doesn't have to be financial, just even something that maybe they paid minimal amount of money for, got free, and now they can't imagine their life without it. Can you th- I'm putting you on the spot here, but can you think of something that you invested in now that you can't, can't imagine your life without? 
Oh, man. Um, okay, so this is going to sound sort of cheesy. Uh, invested in relationships yes. and people around you. Yeah. I mean, I know you. That's see, true. You, you, your, your lead-in was something you put just a little bit of effort into and paid off, but you know, relationships you put a lot of effort into, and it's probably the most important thing. So, uh, wow, tough question, but uh, yeah, I'd say relationships. That's a great answer. And uh, absolutely something, and I think a lot of us overlook it, too. I think it's just, well, you know, you just uh, you have a friend or a spouse or whatever, and you just, it's effortless. It isn't. It is. It's, no. It, it, the work pays off. Uh, so it was a hot year in 2023, and uh, at the, <laughs> at the uh, expense of being glib, how hot was it, Dr. Abraham? <laughs> Well, it was so hot. Um, so Very let good. Let me give you a, a, a quick intro. Um, my research team, which involves people from around the world, um, you know, this this great research coming out of the University of St. Thomas, um, which is, you know, a, a, a small school in a, in a small state, um, mm-hmm. is still making big impacts. We're working with teams from uh, Europe, uh, Asia, uh, Australia, a number of other countries. And we are the first people out of the gate each year, typically, the, to provide the temperature of the prior year. And wh- the data is in, and we've got a publication that is being reviewed as we speak, and last year was hot. And you're going to hear a lot of stories about how warm last year was, but what our study has found is the heat is everywhere. It is in the atmosphere, which is the air, uh, but it's also in the oceans, and the oceans are really the key because you know, the, the old adage, a watched pot never boils. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really true. A water can take up a ton of heat without changing much of its temperature. So um, almost all of the extra heat from global warming ends up in the oceans. So if you want to know how much is the earth warming, the answer is in the oceans. And we got the data. And the data is striking, scary, and exciting. I don't know, whatever adjective you want to use. Um, but the data, is, the heat is so large that we have to use analogies. So I'm wondering if I could use a couple of analogies. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that allows us to understand uh, the science behind it. All right. Well, well this one is going to be um, a, a little scary. If we compare the amount of heat that went in the oceans last year to the bomb dropped on Hiroshima. Okay, you with yep, me? Yep. Okay, I want you to imagine... Six bombs going off every second of every day of every week for the entire year. That's oh. how much heat went into the ocean. Oh, my gosh. Now, now I'll use one that's a little less macabre. Um, Olympic swimming pools. The amount of heat went in um, to the oceans equivalent to boiling 1.2 billion Olympic swimming Jeez. pools last year. Yeah, that, so that doesn't make me feel much better than the the, the atomic bomb one, but uh, I see your no, point. No, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so the, the records are off the chart, um, and and what we're finding with the oceans is that the heat that goes into the oceans ends up everywhere else. It's one of the reasons we're having such a warm um, a winter here in Minnesota. Part of it is El Nino, but a lot of it is due to this ocean warming. So when the oceans warm. They affect the weather everywhere. Oceans drive the weather. Oceans cover 70% of our planet. So as the oceans warm, storms are getting more severe. We're getting more flooding, heavier downpours, stronger hurricanes. So that's one of the reasons we're concerned about it. But, yep, last year was a hot one, and uh, you're the first to hear about it. And so the argument, so talking about the mild winter here, uh, looking last year, we had, it was very cold and very snowy. Uh, somebody who says, well, what about that? What's your answer to that? Yeah, actually, last year was not that 
cold uh, and snowy. If you look back at the record, and if you remember, let me just let's let's take a step back. Two years ago, we had tornadoes in December in Minnesota. And then last year, do you remember last year? It rained every single month, yeah. January, February. I mean, so that is unusual weather. That's incredibly unusual weather. So, um, so last year and the year before that were not particularly cold. Um, they're particularly cold compared to this year, but not compared to the historical trend. But, but the point this, the question makes is a good one. You don't want to look at one data point, one winter, one summer. That doesn't tell you what's happening to the climate. That is absolutely true. But when you look at um, what's happening over a long period of time, a clear and emerging picture uh, emerges. Uh, and our data actually goes back to 1958. And we're, we're showing that there's been a continue, almost continuous warming uh, since 1958. So we look at the long-term trends. Um, but, but the point the questioner makes is a good one. You don't want to look at just one weather event. Weather is not climate. Uh, a weather accumulated over many months and years, that is climate. This kind of winter that we're having, though, uh, it, well, lack of snow, lack of real uh, cold snap to get the ice on the lakes, is this something that would, will be more common here? What already is more common. So it turns out uh, winters are warming faster than summers. <clears throat> and it also turns out that the further you are from the equator is warming more than being closer to the equator. So Minnesota winters are warming faster than normal, faster than other places are. And we are experiencing, you know, this type of winter weather is happening more often. And I got to tell you, um, on the one hand, it's sort of nice. I walked my daughter to school. It was about a half-mile walk this morning, and I had a light coat on and, and you know, gloves and a hat, and I felt great. So there's some benefits, especially in Minnesota, when you get warmer winters. But you, and, and, you know, it's, it's hard to feel bad when you're walking to your car and it's not minus 30 below. But there are negative consequences as well that have um, both, but that both affect our economy and our biodiversity. So Warm winters are, are sort of nice for us. We, it makes us feel good, but uh, there is an underlying concern that scientists have that, that there's a real disruption happening. We are talking to Dr. John Abraham from the University of St. Thomas School of Engineering. They're out or will be out or will be out uh, next week, I believe, with this report about uh, the temperature, about how the 2023 was the hottest on record. That report, how is it used? And I guess um, it, how alarming will it be? Uh, I guess, is it a uh, surprisingly alarming in the fact or will do other people who read and consume this information were they expecting this uh, we were expecting it um and it's it's alarming but it's not surprisingly alarming um what we we've been doing this study since 2018 and every year the oceans have gotten warmer and and this year continues apace it's a little bit more than prior years but not too much um, so the warming is happening, and, and you get this year after year after year records being broken. What we are looking for very carefully in the data, though, is whether the warming is accelerating. Is it getting faster and faster and faster? That would be a disaster if we, if we notice that. We haven't noticed that yet. Um, there has definitely been an increase of warming since the mid-1980s. Things uh, accelerated back then. But then we've been on this steady stair climb since then. 
So we're watching to see if things are accelerating. That means that we're sort of going off the rails, but we haven't seen that yet. But, you know, um, it, it's something we've got our, our eye on. Uh, and if you've been following global warming science for the last decade or so, you're not going to be surprised by the numbers that are going to come out. And, and the publication date of our study is expected to be the 11th of January. Uh, not so watching that, may, hopefully keeping your fingers crossed that the, the acceleration of the warmth is not happening. What about the slowing of the warmth? What would it take to do that? And are we, are we doing, clearly we're not doing enough, but are we at least headed in the right direction? Uh, we are not doing enough, but we are headed in the right direction. The, the most critical thing for us to do is to reduce the amount of heat-trapping gases we put in the atmosphere. It's really simple. It's a simple solution. And how do we accomplish that? Well, we accomplish it two ways. We use energy more wisely. Let's not waste energy. Let's, use, let's conserve energy. Let's not waste it when we don't need it. Secondly, let's maximize our clean and renewable energy sources. I mean, we've talked about this before on your show. Wind, solar, and hydro yep. are decreasing costs so rapidly that you can power your house your car, your business, by solar or wind at a price cheaper than coal. And, and when you do that, you know what? You're sending dollars to farmers in southern Minnesota with wind turbines. And, and you're, pro, you're promoting and, and supporting economies in Minnesota that use high-pay, high-skilled jobs. So the solutions are out there. It's to use these newly available, clean, uh, low-cost sources of energy. We just need to, We just need to do it. And if we do it, we're going to save money and the environment at the same time. That's a good point, especially with people now entering the new year. Lots of us make resolutions. What's one thing each of our listeners could do, a simplest thing they could do to help in that effort? Um, I think that if, if you haven't been involved in energy or climate in the, in the past, the, the most simple thing, the starting point is just to be aware. How are you using your energy? Um, are you leaving lights on? Are you letting your car idle? Are you letting that hot water run for three minutes while you're lathering up your face for a shave? Um, are you taking a 15-minute shower? Just be mindful of the ways that you're using energy in your home and your business. And, and once you start to pay attention, you're going to see a lot of different areas that you can cut back, and you're, you're not going to suffer a lower quality life. So I think awareness uh, starts – and then, you know, the other thing is uh, talk to your family and friends. Tell them how important the climate is to you. Uh, and if it's important to you, it might become important to them. I mean, look, we only have one world to give our future generations, and let's give them a world that provides the quality of life that we've enjoyed. And, and we can do that if we all work together and pull in the same direction. Last question, and I, I hope I'm not stumping you on this one, but a texter wondering, and I'm wondering, because it like, seems like it's been cloudy for a month and a half. Does that have anything to do with what we're talking about, the cloud pattern, that we're not seeing the sun as much? Uh, that's a good question. Part of the reason that we've got a lot of clouds is warmer temperatures, warmer air can hold more moisture. Yeah, people also often notice that in the middle of January on a very, very cold day, you often have very clear skies. Mm -hmm. So part of it is temperature. And to be honest with you, the cloudiness is driven uh, a lot by what's happening in the Pacific. There's something called an El Nino happening, yep. which is a warm blob of water in the Pacific. And when you've got warm water in the Pacific, it evaporates into the atmosphere and then becomes clouds all over the planet. So it's really a mix. It's a mix of temperatures and El Nino. Dr. Abraham, thank you so much. We always love talking to you. Thanks for jumping on with us, especially uh, before your report is released, released. But we'll look forward on the 11th. Thank you, sir. 
Sounds great. Have a great day. Dr. John Abraham from the University of St. Thomas. It is 9.50 on CCO. 9.53, that is your Lindis Construction time check. Time to save 50% on installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. How hot was 2023? So hot polar bears were wearing sunscreen. <laughs> so hot that Granny broke wind just to have a little breeze. 2023 was so hot I started putting ice cubes in my water bed. Uh, 2023 was so hot the Statue of Liberty had to put her arm down. <laughs> Don't laugh. These aren't funny. Where did you find <laughs> these? Anyway? They are, they're terrible. <laughs> Where did you find them? Um, I mean, quick Google you, search. Did you just write them yourself? I wrote all those myself. Comedy yeah. writer? 2023 was so hot the Betty Ford Clinic opened a wet bar. <laughs> you, where's my rim shot? I need a rim shot <laughs> oh, here. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. I well, it's it. too late now. I mean... Thank you. It's kind of too <clears throat> well, the Try best the was you started that interview with an unintentional setup to the joke. No, I like, intended that. How hot was how it? Hot? I, and I'm glad he read that. How hot was it? It was pretty good. Uh, Any others? Any more? Let me see. Uh, 2023 was so hot. Hey, chickens were laying hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> well, you you said that <laughs> well, you told me not to laugh, and now I'm, you're I'm begging my for a Rodney Dangerfield waiting for the... Uh, Hey, 2023 was so hot, I took off my flesh and sat on my bones. That's awful. Okay. Uh, after somebody, this is a texter, after listening to that, you better hope you'll live long enough to collect your Social Security. And I had no idea that the El Nino was the reason for the clouds. So El Nino can take an L hike uh, anytime soon because... <laughs> DJ, you got one of the great phony radio laughs of all time. <laughs> Wait, are you telling me that or is the text yourself? I'm telling you oh, that. Oh, okay. You got to have a good phony radio laugh. <laughs> oh, you bet. You are right, sir. He's my Ed McMahon this morning. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, no, yesterday they said it was going to be sunny. Yeah. We got sun for what, about three minutes? Uh-huh. And today, uh, my wife texted me earlier and said, hey, the sun is out. Well, Where? I mean, you do understand the forecast is for the entire, like, seven-county metro area. Like, it's not forecasting the I sun that. that's going right. to hit your windshield, Adam Carter. Yeah, but when I say it's sunny, people text me immediately. Where's the sun? Chief. Uh, Chief. Buddy. <laughs> buddy. Pal. Uh, by the way, uh, we just confirmed on our show meeting, uh, Mike Hansen, who's director of the Office of Traffic Safety, will join us at 11.08 to talk about today. They're unveiling their... Uh, Pot tests, roadside pot tests. Oh, yes. So listen up, cannabis smokers. They'll be able to uh, pull you over and test. I'm looking at you. How long Dave. after you <laughs> toke up does it that's still what, show that's positive? That's one of my questions. Because you could be in big trouble And also there. these tests are very, very expensive. So we'll get into that uh, with Mike Hansen coming up at 1108. Also, before the show is over, we'll talk about January 6th, going on uh, three years since, since that happened. Um, <clears throat> Tim Lammers. He's got his uh, top movies from the last year, and I don't know what they are. He's going to reveal them to me. What are you laughing at now? I'm laughing because <laughs> uh, I can't tell you. Now, is that a legitimate laugh or is that a phony radio No, that's a real laugh. A- ask me what's coming up in quick takes. <laughs> what's coming up in quick takes there, well, David? Well, we're going to talk a little go for basketball. And also, there was another, <laughs> I can't even get it out, explosive event on January oh, 6th. We'll oh. get into both of those. Hey, Taco Bell, it was explosive. <laughs> oh, hey, forget about it.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.